everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are really excited to be here today to have another interview with one of our hall stars. It's going to be so fun. We are talking with actress Brittany Bristow today, and I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and Cammie's here. Hey, everybody. And Brittany, thank you so much for coming on again. Third time. It's my pleasure. I love talking to you guys. Yeah, we love having you on. And uh, so what we thought we'd start with is just asking how are things going for you? How has this crazy year of, uh, of the uh, quarantining and everything been for you? You know what? Um, I've said it a number of times. I don't know how I managed to get so lucky throughout all of this, but I feel like the last year has been so exceptional for me. Um, I understand that there's been a lot, it's been, it's been difficult in its own way, of course, but I've been working so much, which makes me so happy because I get so excited every time I get an opportunity to do a new film. And um, so I've been really, really lucky in that sense, but of course it's been difficult. I mean, especially because um, I've been in Toronto for most of it, because that's where I've been working. And uh, the lockdowns here have been really crazy. So I remember Kenny and I were talking right at the beginning of all yeah. of this. And, I didn't know what was gonna happen and we weren't really sure. And then I was working on a film that actually got shut down oh. right after we did that interview. And uh, wow. it got shut down and we ended up having to finish filming it in August. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was a little crazy, but it's, I've been personally very lucky in terms of work, um, but it's definitely had its challenges. How have you guys been doing? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, kind of the same. I mean, it's been very busy time for me as a podcaster and a critic. Uh, and some things have been a lot harder because I've had to uh, do all this sort of grunt work as far as getting the screeners and everything like that for my job. But um, yeah. but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's it, there's been a lot of blessings as well. And it's just so nice to finally be kind of getting out of it and being able to travel and do some other stuff. Yeah, because uh, we're back because I'm vaccinated and. I'm just grateful for that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Keeping four small children occupied is. <laughs> How's it been having all of your kids at home? I'm assuming for a lot of this. <laughs> well, it's funny because this coming school year, three of my four kids are going to school because the youngest of those three, he's going to preschool and it's all day, every day. And I'm just like, I'm going to go from four kids at home to one kid at home. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do? No, there's plenty to do with myself, but, but I'm just, I'm going to, I might actually get a few things done. That would be nice. <laughs> But that's uh this has been this has been a summer of reunions for me i have been able to meet up with so many old friends and new friends and go visit people and have people come and visit me so it's been it and it's not over so that that's been kind of fun after after a while of being shut up and not being able to do anything is just to be able to uh, to see to see people and to be able to get out and have uh, and we moved during the pandemic, which was yeah. So that was that was interesting. So now I'm getting to actually know people at church and know people in the area. So that's so nice. Yeah, I think we all are just appreciating things more. At least I I feel like we should be after yeah. you know after what happened just like even little things like having a hug and uh, oh, more to me yeah it's actually <laughs> funny um 
I went out for dinner last night with some friends and uh, actually, well, uh, everyone probably knows who it's Morgan Cohen from, oh. uh, from <laughs> One Hope Calls. We went yeah. out for dinner last night and we had such a fun time, but I called her beforehand and I was like, are you okay if I hug you? I haven't <laughs> hugged anybody. I, I would really like to give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> we had a full-blown conversation about the fact that we were going to have a hug yeah. and uh, it was just so nice to be able to hug her and Drew and yeah it was really, I'm really desperate fun. for a human interaction <laughs> it was very nice <laughs> so did you pick up any uh new hobbies uh during the quarantine like we gonna do any sourdough or anything like that Sounds like you were too busy working. <laughs> well, I was very busy working, but when I'm not working, I'm like, what am I going to do? <laughs> um, so I love to crochet. Ooh. So I, I crocheted a bunch. I made a blanket. Uh, I've already made one blanket. So now I have two blankets. I'm making a blanket for my best friend from high school currently, um, which Julie, if you watch this, I'm so sorry. It's so delayed, but it is coming. <laughs> I haven't forgotten. Um, and, uh, and this is going to sound really funny, but, um, for Christmas, uh, my boyfriend's mother got us this incredible paint by numbers where you uh -huh. submit your own photo and then you can paint it. And I got really hooked on paint by numbers. <laughs> I have three in my closet oh. right now. And, um, I'm currently doing one that hopefully my parents won't hear this before I give it to them, but uh, it's the most delayed anniversary present ever, but I'm actually doing a paint by numbers of them from like 30 years ago. Um, and it's awesome. These things it are so much fun. Like it's like a weird love for tiny details. So <laughs> I, I don't think a lot of people would have patience for this, but I'm like, ooh, number 32. Yes, colored in, excellent. So I'm having a lot of fun doing that. That's weird. I'm aware, but paint by numbers and crochet. I think I might be nice. Check that out. That sounds fun. <laughs> you anytime have... you can pretend to have artistic talent. Yeah. Well, I can't, I can't actually paint or draw right. to save my life. So this is making me feel like I have like some skill, maybe. Right. <laughs> I can follow fun. instructions. Right. That's about where it ends with the artistry. So. Mm -hmm. Well, some of us you've, can't even do that, so it's You've good. got to be one of the youngest crocheting fans I've ever seen. Oh, I love crocheting. <laughs> wow. It's a yeah. obsession. My blanket's right there. I'm really excited about oh, it. Can, can you bring it on camera? I want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's gigantic. And currently- Oh, yeah. oh my God. But it's this, like, big, beautiful- Oh, that's the wrong That's amazing. Cute. It is. is that's impressive. <laughs> that is very impressive. Well, <laughs> I don't have it on right now, but I love it so much. The color is very beautiful as well. Thank you. I liked it a lot too. I made it in the winter, so it felt very appropriate. Like oh, very yeah. Easy. We just keep it on the couch because we like it. Anyway. It's really nice. I, I like love that it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of the way. So I think if I'm not mistaken, according to the IMB, IMDB, you also had turned 30 last year. So that's, that must have been fun to have such a big birthday during this crazy time. Yeah. 
I did so weird. I, um, you know, I, I've had, I had the 30 and then I had the 31 and, um, Oh, please, honey, you're a young and <laughs> but it was one of those things where it was actually really funny. The other day I was at the store and I was buying a nice bottle of wine and someone looked at me and was like, can I see your ID? And I was like, yeah, yes, you can. <laughs> okay, somebody's excited. And she's like, how old are you? I was like, 31, 31? Because no one's asked me how old I am since I turned 30 because I turned 30 at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. Nobody, nobody's asked me how old I am in like two years. <laughs> I panicked and I didn't know how old I was. It was, it was a really weird moment. Yeah. Yeah. I turned 40 during the pandemic this last year. So that, that was, that was exciting. And it didn't get, my dream was to get to go on a Disney cruise for my 40th, but yeah. obviously that didn't happen, but well, someday. Still time. <laughs> someday. Still so much time. That's right. I turned 37, nothing, no, nothing, you know. <laughs> what was that? It's exciting still. Oh yeah, it was fun. 37 years. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, 37 years of life. No, I'll tell you what was fun is when I turned 30, I had a princess bride birthday party and that was just awesome. So <laughs> that was such a good movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> they were going to remake it and I got really sad. Oh, yeah. that, mm, that I feel like it should be remade. That was no. the biggest no-no in Hollywood. <laughs> so what was your first project back after your uh after you had a, a little break for um, sheltering in place first so my first project back was actually finishing the film that had got shut okay. down in the march um when cammy and i talked last yeah. and uh we shot the remainder of that in august of last year uh and then that was I about did, your dance teacher correct yeah that one yeah. was about my dance teacher from high school and it's a beautiful story i'm really excited it's been submitted to a bunch of film festivals <gasps> oh, good. so i'm really hopeful that it will get to play at a couple um it would be really exciting if it if it gets some traction because it's just it's just such an incredible story and it's a true story and you know i think it's um it shines a light on a history that not a lot of people know anything about and right. people that know about it don't necessarily want to talk about it. Um, so I think, it, yeah, that's, I'm really hopeful that there will be some, some opportunities for people to get out and see it this year. Uh, and then the first full film I did was Love and Whitbrook, which was okay. so much fun. And I got to work with Corey Sevier, who's just an absolute angel of a human being. I couldn't, I can't, he's just so lovely. It's insane. Yeah. I didn't know they made people that lovely. Oh, you need to get around some other lovely people, lady. <laughs> I mean, I have really lovely people in my life. I do. But he's just like, he's he's a special human. Yeah. You obviously Great. don't know how lovely you are because that's how that's how we feel when we talk to you. I mean, uh, to to our viewers, have you noticed your screen brightening up a little bit? You know, <laughs> There's got to be a little bit of an extra glow there somewhere. Yeah. So I saw on IMDb that you were on a, a TV series in 2020, Rising Suns. What's that yes. all about? Yeah, so Rising Suns is a TV show that I've done now two seasons of. Um, it's a really cool show. It's, uh, it's a show about two brothers from China who immigrate to Canada. And one is a doctor and he has a very low profile life. And then the other uh, is sort of this 
mogul. Uh, he develops real estate and all of that stuff. And it's a really interesting show that kind of looks at the dynamics of an immigrant family and then a first generation of kids living with their immigrant family. And it focuses a lot on um, immigration law and the politics between China and Canada. Um, it's a really interesting show. And I think, think we're supposed to go back to do a third season. So I've got my fingers crossed. I have a fun, fun, fun role on that show. I play Sloane Camden. She mm. is an immigration attorney. So it's a, it's a very different role from anything I've done before, but she's like a very fierce, I always sort of talk about her as like a mama gorilla. Like she just will like dig her fists into the ground and fight for what she thinks is right at all costs. And uh, she's a very fun character to play. And it's a very <laughs> fun show to be a part of. And I feel yeah. very, uh, very lucky to be a part of it because it's a show where, you know, other than I believe two characters, almost all of the leads are Asian. And so I feel very, very lucky to be able to play a small part in a show that is not a comedy, it is a drama, it is a serious show. And um, it was sort of, in my opinion, one of the first of its kind where it focused on giving storylines that weren't, don't know how to say this in a, in a good way, but it focused on giving storylines that were just storylines mm -hmm. to people who don't normally get those kinds of stories. Right. Um, because yeah. the show originated in 2016, I think. Oh. Um, yeah, so it's been like a slow burn, but we're, we're really getting some traction and people seem to really like it. So I'm hopeful that we'll get an opportunity to do some more. Is it, is it solely in Canada? Uh, to be honest with you, I'm not 100% sure. It okay. shows on television here. I believe it's going to be available on a couple of streaming services, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay. Right now. But I'll check on that for you. Yeah, that, <laughs> that sounds really cool. It's, it's yeah. got to be great to be part of a really inclusive yeah. uh, show like that. Yeah, I feel very lucky that I'm the person that gets to be the, the you know, the sole white woman on the show. It's very... <laughs> yeah lovely yeah. to to not be amongst faces that are all the same and yours which yeah. and, tends and to be a lot of what you're a part of when you're in the yeah. industry is yeah and that's so, a great name sloan camden like yeah. that that just screams like dishiness to me <laughs> well yeah. and well and being an immigration lawyer that means that you are right in the thick of it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. From the award-winning author of A Royal Christmas Wish comes a charming new romance in the Pine Hollow series where Happily Ever After begins with adopting an adorable rescue dog. Lizzie Shane's Once Upon a Puppy is an opposites attract romance featuring a type A lawyer, a free-spirited birthday party princess, and their rambunctious Irish wolfhound who brings them together. The perfect addition to your summer reading list, Publishers Weekly says Once Upon a Puppy will capture readers' heart from the first page. Available now wherever books are sold, you can even look for it at your local grocery store. For more about Once Upon a Puppy and Lizzie's entire Pine Hollow series, visit www.lizzieshane.com. That's lizzieshane.com. So uh, 
you had a show or you have a film coming up called loving christmas i do right? yeah i have a film yeah. coming up called loving christmas and one that actually hasn't made it to imdb yet is called the right love which i've oh. also done this year so the right as in w-r-i-t or oh i guessed it yay <laughs> <laughs> yeah loving christmas is very cute i'm very excited for that one to come out mm. i just saw the poster for the first time today do they do they have any idea who has somebody purchased it yet or did they i'm not sure no yeah. uh i'm hopeful we'll find out soon but with christmas as far away as it is yeah um, i'm sure there's still shopping it around and stuff but we'll mm -hmm. see what are you talking about it's christmas in july right now I we know. gotta get moving it was on yesterday i think which is so oh, fun oh really yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what is it like shooting something in the pandemic uh did you feel like you were safe and everything and with the masks and shields and all that stuff it's super weird yeah but also, I think the precautions that all of these companies have been taking is really exceptional. Um, but yeah, it's super, super weird. I mean, so much of being on set with people is developing the friendships and getting to know people and saying, oh, you know what, as a cast, let's go out for dinner or let's go grab a glass of wine when we're done. Mm -hmm. And it's so strange to be in a position where like you can't even really see the other person's face and like you're not allowed to give them a hug and you can't get too close to anybody and it, it, it definitely makes it a little bit strange um but i think we're all getting used to this new strange world where we're like what do you look like under there and you like picture what somebody's face looks like and then you see them with other mask on and you're like hmm not <laughs> what i thought or like oh my gosh i was super right um <laughs> So there's a lot of that, but yeah. I think ultimately, you know, these companies are doing everything that they can to keep people safe. You've got masks, you have, um, you have shields, you have people walking around with hand sanitizer, you have people sanitizing everything. Only certain departments are allowed to handle certain things. Actors are being relied on to put their props back if they have the opportunity to. Of course, there's still a props master, there's still a props team, and they're working with you, but other than them, and you as the actor, no one is allowed to touch anything. And, you know, it's, it's creating a really interesting environment where I think it's really highlighting how important everyone is on a set, which mm. has also been really interesting for me because I'm somebody that's worked in a lot of facets of the film industry. And I really appreciate walking on a set. I don't think my job is any more important than anybody else that's there. And, um, it's been interesting to watch as people start to recognize that like, if that person doesn't show up, what happens? Right. So it's been really interesting to see it sort of becoming this thing where now everyone is recognizing that every single person on a set is just as important as you are. Um, and I think it's been like a very humbling experience for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And probably can't realize people that you didn't even, you didn't even notice as much like like a grip or somebody like that, you know, and then now, because everything has to be so careful. Yeah. And it's, you know, everybody showing up is wearing their masks. They're getting tested constantly. They're, mm -hmm. you know, volunteering to, to be in this bubble with you. And it's, it's really amazing that people are really just mm -hmm. coming together and making it happen. And it's, it's special. It feels like you're really working together and, you know, yeah. keeping everybody safe and, 
it's been nice, but I am looking forward to the day when I don't have to wear a mask on set because it's, it just adds to. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm, I still, I mean, I, I wear my mask when I, when I need to, but I still feel claustrophobic when I wear it. <laughs> yeah. That, I don't know. I just don't like that sensation of my mouth being covered. No, I totally understand. It's also funny. Like, I feel like I do a lot of weird things with my mouth now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to cover my mouth when I yawned for two years and now I'm just like oh well, sorry. <laughs> you can you can uh, sing along you can mouth the words to the songs at the grocery store and nobody will notice exactly <laughs> you like talk to yourself you like to talk to broccoli I think I'll talk yeah <laughs> oh shoot I didn't get okay I have to go back over there yeah that's right <laughs> If people saw me without a mask on at the grocery store, they would 100% think I'm insane. <laughs> I'm really fine. Yeah. Now, um, quick question about the set conditions with people, more and more people getting vaccinated, are things loosening up a little bit more or are I they still personally pretty- experienced any kind of loosening. I mean, with the film I just wrapped, um, with Chris McNally, who I know everyone is very- We're excited. about to talk about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know there was no loosening of restrictions there. Uh, we all had our masks on all the time. You had your certain bubbles. You had to be wearing hand sanitizer. You had to be putting on hand sanitizer all the time. I think the main thing right now is just maintaining a certain level of awareness because there are variants and they don't want to uh -huh. suddenly be like, oh, it's fine. Nobody has to wear a mask. If you're vaccinated, no problem. And then suddenly somebody gets sick. Right. Or- if you test positive, you can't show up to work because even if you've had the vaccine, you can still get coronavirus. Right. So then if you, if you have it, that means you can pass it on. So if you get it, then you still can't go to work. So I think there's still like such a, such a keep everybody safe atmosphere, yeah. which is wonderful. And that's what you want, but yeah, there hasn't been any loosening of, of that stuff that I've witnessed. Well, and I think that Canada is behind the United States as far as vaccination rates if I'm not mistaken so that's probably partly why as well yeah and currently I think I saw a statistic where 57 percent of adults are fully vaccinated here but we still have a long way to go mm -hmm. and I know that some people aren't going to want to get it I understand for some people it's just not the right decision but the more people that can get vaccinated, the better off we will be as a society because it means being able to reopen, it means being able to support local businesses, smaller businesses, being able to do all of that. And I think it's been really exciting to see those stages. Like we're now in stage two mm -hmm. of our reopening plan. And um, on Friday this week, we go into stage three. So some indoor dining will be allowed. Cinemas are gonna reopen. Like the movie Yay. theaters can open here in forever. And I think people are just sort of starting to realize like, oh, if we just do the thing, we can go back to normal. Right. Yeah, we're definitely team vaccination whenever possible here in this podcast, so. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree. I think it's just one of those things where ultimately the, the, the possible negatives are very, very outweighed yeah. by the positives. And yeah, agreed. So you mentioned it, <laughs> you mentioned that you just finished shooting a movie with Chris McNally. And I think according to IMB, it's a dog named Indy. It's what it's called. So it has, it has, that was the working title. Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> Currently they're thinking of naming it Love Rescued. Oh, that'd be cute. So there's Love Rescued 
and or a dog named Indy. So, so Chris McNally and puppies. Yeah. <laughs> so many a winning combinations. A lot of so people many puppies. Oh. So many dogs on set. Well, and this was directed by your dad, correct? Was and that it was so fun. Part my mom was one of the writers. Mm. Oh my gosh! It, it was so much fun. I a family I affair. Work with my parents quite as often anymore, so it was really exciting to get to work with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, so your mom. How did your mom get, get the idea for it? Uh, so it's a story that my parents have had for a super long time. They've been wanting to work on, and there's been a number of writers on it, and. Uh, they just kind of were like, okay, we have to make this movie. We have to do it. It's just too good to pass up. So my mom did a pass on it. And with the other writers, they sort of created this beautiful story. And mm -hmm. here we are. It's, it's been, it's been something that my parents have been working on for a long time though. Is there when I first heard, and when I first heard dog named Indy, I thought of a uh, last crusade and then we <laughs> named the dog Indy. We named the dog Indiana. <laughs> I know I kept joking. I was like, can we get John in this? Can John come somehow to show up and go? That would have been so <laughs> funny. Because he's a very good friend of ours. Like uh, I've yeah. worked with him on so many films now. And I was like, <laughs> just ask him, just ask him to say it's a bad idea, Indy. Come on, just come on. <laughs> I loved him so much in those movies. Yeah, it was just really do it that short little I know, right? It went so good. Not for this darn COVID. Oh, <laughs> dang. I did. I did think about it though. I was like, "Come on, this is a great idea." John Reese, you gotta do it. It's there in the working title: a dog named Indy. You know, exactly. maybe he can do the movie. The movie uh, announcing. Oh, let him do the promos. The trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's the word. Trailer. Yeah in a world where <laughs> with a dog named Indy <laughs> it's really bad Good. <laughs> yeah we'll be excited hopefully uh we'll uh hopefully it'll come out here in the states uh sometime yeah, I soon think, I think so I mean I think it's just such a cute story and there's so many puppies in it that everybody's gonna want it so I that's mean like like I said, you puppies, Chris McNally. Who is not gonna wanna want this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty fun one. I'm excited for this one. And it's a special story, and the dog is a big part of it too. Her name is Indy, and she's so so great. Uh, what kind of dog is it? She is a Belgian Malinois. I think I said oh. that. They look kind of like German Shepherds, but they're very common uh, army dogs. They're mm. military trained. The, the cool. picture I saw of you on Instagram, it looked like you were holding a beagle. Yeah, so those puppies are also in the movie. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. And their names are Lilo and Stitch. Oh. <laughs> I was obsessed with them. That's cute. I loved all of the dogs. There were so many. <laughs> The look on your face was just pure joy. I'm so happy. <laughs> They're so cute. There's so many of them. <laughs> There's so many. There was one dog. His name was Finnegan. And he was this like tiny little guy. Uh -huh. He had such a little attitude. But he was so cute. Finnegan. 
All right. Well, you have this weekend Love and Whitbrook coming out. Yes. And you said how great it was with Corey and everything. And But uh, tell us a little bit about the movie. Okay. So Love and Whitbrook, which has actually already premiered in Canada. So I'm very excited that it's finally making its way to the States. Um, but it's a really fun movie about a girl uh, who is a project manager. That's what she does for a living. But she has been thinking a lot about her past where she paints, which is very funny because I can't paint with mistakes except for paint by numbers. Um, and it has paint by numbers on the canvas at the time. <laughs> but I play a girl named Amber and she, uh, she used to paint a lot when she was in high school and she loved it. And she sort of thought that maybe that would be something that she would do, but she chose the, you know, I'm gonna be an adult and get an adult job. And so she became a project manager and she's offered a promotion, but she'd be based in London. And she loves traveling and she loves that aspect of her life, but her her parents need help over uh, Founders Day weekend in her hometown. And so she goes home to help them out with the cafe that they run. And she ends up sort of rediscovering her love of art. She's asked to help out with creating this beautiful backdrop for a pageant and she uh she starts painting again and she just realizes how much she loves it and she meets this very handsome young man who is helping build the sets and it's just a really interesting story about a girl who realizes that following your dreams is the number one thing and and putting yourself and your happiness first is really important in life and that if you're not willing to take a risk on yourself then you can't expect anyone else to either um and it's a really it's a really cute story i really like it so (laughs) now does she meet him or does she re-meet him he meets him oh okay i thought it was a childhood thing no she meets him Okay. okay. Yeah, they have a very uh-huh. funny meet cute at the very beginning of the movie. It's got to be fun to have the Not like. Very fast, okay, at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> got to be fun to have the like festival. Yeah, it was. Yeah, really especially fun. after we haven't had stuff like that as much for a while. No, it was fun. I mean, we we did shoot it in October and November, and you know, I knew it was going to be kind of cold. But I wasn't expecting it to be quite as cold as it was. So we had to do an overnight shoot uh, for the festival. And I was like, okay, gonna be great. I can stay awake and be warm. It's gonna be great. And then like the day came and the forecast said it was gonna be negative 17 degrees Celsius. I don't even know what that is Fahrenheit. It's cold. But it's really (laughs) cold. And it was just this moment of just being like, cool, 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 cool. It's going to be great. You're like, this isn't even a Christmas movie. <laughs> crazy. Like, like an hour in, I was like, I can't feel my feet. Can't feel my feet. Can't feel them. I don't have feet anymore. Corey, um, Corey carry me to the chair, please. <laughs> so cold. But it looks really pretty. So who cares? <laughs> but yeah, it was very cold. But it was very fun. I got to like have the, I mean, the true champions of the festival are the dancers. They came out and we were just like, 
how are you alive? <laughs> how are you not human icicles right now? <laughs> You'll understand once you've seen the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so where was this one shot at? It was shot in a really, really beautiful town called Port Hope in Ontario. And actually, fun fact, uh, both of the It movies were filmed there. Or possibly oh. the third one, I think, has been filmed or is coming out. But I watched them while I was there, and I was talking to the manager of the hotel, <laughs> and she was like, you're staying in Stephen King's room. And I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> That's not going to freak you out. <laughs> no, I'm not. I got so scared. I mean, not that, like, he creates, sca like, a scary aftermath, but I was just sort of like... <laughs> That's a little creepy though. <laughs> There's certain spots for anyone who's watching Love and Whitbrook who has seen the It movies. There are certain spots where you're like, hey, that's that one part where they go and they like come around here and they're like, hey, and then, and then they go over there and then there's like the scary guy and the stuff in the, and you see it. You're like avoiding drain gutters. <laughs> and it rained a lot while we were there and I was just like, it's fine, just walk past. <laughs> I was wow. there for Halloween and everything. Like I was a little like, Meh. oh, that's right, because you were there in October and November. <laughs> yeah, so, oh yeah. Man. So I watched it on. I watched it too. I think on Halloween. It was like really while you were sitting in now. Stephen King's room. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. it was very fun. It was. It's a that's really beautiful cool. town, though. If you ever have a chance to travel to random place Ontario, mm -hmm. Go to Port Hope. Beautiful. Cool. Excellent. Good. All right. So you have already done our two fun, silly questions. That. Uh, so what I decided to do, I did this for Andrew Books, and it worked out really well. So hopefully it'll be successful with you. Uh, I I have a question, a fun, silly question for every single one of your Hallmark movies. Oh. Okay. Oh gosh. So are we ready to go? Okay. First question is. <laughs> take as long as you want as fast as you can <laughs> <laughs> the first one is uh, because of love blossoms that's the first one so what is your favorite flower oh i love dahlias currently oh. i love all flowers but dahlias are so cool yeah that sounds is good. dustin listening <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hello nice. so. all right for good for good witch uh what is your favorite halloween costume you've ever done Oh, I know I should have given these advance. Sorry. Like, what have I? No, they're more fun like this. Um, well, when I was really little, I, I don't even think I knew what hippies were, but I really wanted to dress up as a hippie. And my mom <laughs> took me to value village, which I don't know if you have in the States, but it's basically like Goodwill yeah. and we okay. bought pants and a super cool flower shirt. And my mom cut the shirt into like two triangles and she cut the jeans half the way up and she made me a pair of super wide legged bell bottoms with flowers in them. <laughs> so I'm going to go with that because I did not want to let those jeans go for yeah. years. Oh man. That so sounds with. epic. Yeah. Very good. My mom was like really on point when it came to Halloween. So next one, Christmas Next Door, what is your favorite genre of music? I don't know. <laughs> my favorite genre of music. Um, my my Spotify would probably tell me something along the lines of like synth pop because I Ooh. listen to a lot of like random 
just soundy kind of music. That doesn't make any soundy kind of music. Um, but I'm gonna go with like, uh, oh gosh, I'm just gonna go looking at my Spotify. Hey, <laughs> music do I listen to? Phone? Tell me. Ah, um, there's one playlist that I listen to called uh, hang, Hanging Out and Relaxing that I really like. Oh, there we go. It says okay. perfect playlist to just sit back and chill out with. So I'm gonna go with the chill genre. Chill that out music. <laughs> now this is this is just out of this is just out of curiosity. Uh, it's not one of the questions, but you played the piano in that movie. Do you actually play the piano? Um, pretty poorly, but yes, I have a keyboard that oh. I just set up that oh. I used to play a lot as a kid, um, and I'm trying to get back into it because I'm not good. <laughs> well All come right. down to texas and i'll give you piano lessons <laughs> <laughs> so next royal matchmaker so i we have said what is who is your favorite disney princess Ooh, favorite disney princess favorite disney princess favorite disney princess cinderella snow white aurora ariel bell pocahontas pocahontas mulan jasmine What's her Rapunzel, name? Tiana. Merida. Tiana. Tiana. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Elsa. Anna. Frozen. The sisters okay. from Frozen. And in honor of my niece Astrid, I think I have to say Elsa. Ah. <laughs> I feel like you could do either Anna or Elsa play. cosplay. You could you could play Elsa very yeah. easily, and then just put a wig <laughs> on you, and you could be Anna because you've got yeah. the personality. So. <laughs> you've got the you've got the elsa look and then you've got the fun personality of Anna. <laughs> slightly crazy personality of Anna. fun fun, yeah, fun, fun. <laughs> so yeah in honor I, of astrid my niece i'm gonna say oh, that's cute yeah so i have an an elsa dress uh, that i got a, a while back and when the uh, musical when they were first testing it in denver I went up to see it, the Frozen the Musical, and I wore my uh, Elsa my Elsa dress and and with the wig, and it was the most amazing thing. Like even though I looked nothing like Elsa at all, these little the little girls were so excited. And I say if if you ever want a like boost of uh, your spirits, just go cosplay <laughs> with the Disney princesses. It was so cute. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was so fun. All right. Love on Safari. What would be your dream vacation? Oh, I bet I could answer this one for her. (laughs) Okay. Can I answer this with like a multiple answer? Yes. Because there are so many places that I want to go. But I really want to see Southeast Asia. Mm -hmm. Big time. However, actually, no, I think I'm answering this like fully with just one. But my dream dream would be to go to Italy. I was wrong. So bad. Like Italy and Greece, but Italy, I think is my dream. But Southeast Asia also. So those three. Let us know. (laughs) Yes. That I'm planning on it. It's just a matter of when it's possible. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I was gonna say Africa. (laughs) <laughs> that too i mean you've, incredible. But you've I've, been there been. yeah it's one of those things where i i, I want to see the whole darn world oh yeah. well there you go 
All right. Well, Christmas at the Palace. My question is, do you like ice skating? Are you a fan? Oh, yeah. I actually did my own skating in the movie. Really? Uh, I'm a competitive figure skater. And I love skating. And I still have my skates that are like slightly too small for me now because my feet got bigger. But um, yeah, I love skating. Cool. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. All right. Love romance and chocolate. What is your favorite chocolate? I really like O. Henry. Oh. Okay. I just like chocolate in general. Milk chocolate. I'm not a dark chocolate fan. Milk chocolate. If it's milk chocolate and it doesn't have gluten in it, I will eat it. Is there, gluten in, is there gluten in chocolate? Some like Kit Kat. No? Anything that has like a. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I miss those things. <laughs> but I'll eat or, literally anything if it's milk chocolate because I'm obsessed with chocolate. So no yeah. special dark Hershey's for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there. I'd say I love dark chocolate. He loves dark chocolate. It was perfect growing up. She would take the dark chocolate and I would take the milk chocolate. I don't mind like semi-sweet, but when it's getting like when you have these ones that are 80%, 90 it's Oh no, no, much. no, no. That no. I don't like dark chocolate that much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean some people well, do. My dad like, does. Uh, really? My dad does too, actually. He likes the bitter flavors and things. Yeah. He likes that. But the I thing don't. I will say though is um the the dark chocolate, like the actual chocolate from Love Romance and Chocolate, the the raspberry chocolate heart. Yeah. Uh -huh. Lots of chocolate that's made in Toronto that was, it's made at this store called the Belgian chocolate shop. And uh, the woman who opened it, she's from Belgium and she learned how to make chocolate and she came to Toronto and opened a chocolate shop and uh, her and her husband did it. They like grew up on their grandparents had farms next to each other in Belgium and they like grew up and they knew each other. It's like its own Hallmark movie. Um, but anyways, that chocolate's amazing dark chocolate because they use a special type of chocolate that really does just like melt in your mouth. Mm. And I think it's only like 60%. That chocolate tastes delicious, dark chocolate, but I still prefer milk chocolate. Yeah. That's my very good um, answer. Yeah. Very good. All right. Last question for holiday date. What is your favorite Christmas comedy? Like Home Alone or Elf or Christmas Vacation oh. or Christmas Story? Oh, yeah. Elf. And it, I think it's entirely because I have so many good memories of watching that movie because my sister also loves it. And my sister and I would watch it like every year and we would make Christmas cookies and we would eat a bunch of Christmas cookies while watching Elf. And then my niece came around and now like last year we did a FaceTime where we watched Elf over FaceTime and make and baked cookies, maked I was about to say make and then baked and then I was maked. We maked cookies. <laughs> um, and it Keep was just so much fun. Yeah. So Elf. Yeah, Elf with the script is really funny. I think that's what makes it work so it's, well. And everybody plays so it straight. Cool. And you there's know, like, so many lines from it that you can just yeah. run with. Like every time I go through one of those doors, I'm like, I want to run. No, just, <laughs> just to go to one. one is time. your... Is yeah. your sister older or younger than you? Older than me. Uh -huh. yeah. She's actually 10 years older than me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But she's yeah. my best. She's like the greatest human alive. Mm -hmm. I get to see her soon. Oh, yay. <laughs> oh, good. I, I know. I have a sister that's 10 years younger than me. 
Really? Uh, yeah. And I miss her so much. She lives in England. So I haven't seen her in a well, long time. Yeah. My sister yeah. lives in Tucson and, uh, with the pandemic, it's just been impossible to travel. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We talked about her last time we talked, but I'm going to go see her. Yeah. Oh, so happy. Well, you did it. You answered all the questions. You passed the test. That's good. Pass the test based on your own movies. Yes. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for coming and talking with us. We always love having you on so much. And uh, where can people follow you on social media and all that fun stuff? Uh, so on social media, I just started a Facebook page. And people know I'm still saying I'm terrible at Twitter because I'm still terrible at Twitter. But um, I started a Facebook page. So it's just Brittany Bristow on Facebook and then Twitter and Instagram are both Brit Bristow with B-R-I-T Bristow. Yeah. Great, we'll have all that in the description section so people make sure to follow and sure to check out the movie Love in Whitbrook that airs on Up Channel on Sunday. I think you'll really enjoy it. And uh, and Tammy, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on this podcast and the podcast's Hardy's Hotline and Deliver Me a Podcast. And you can also find me at Cammy Drama Girl on Twitter and Instagram. And my Facebook page is Hooked Hardy. And then you can find my blog, hookedhardy.com. Do you like When Calls the Heart? Can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check all of that out. And also make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. We really, really, really need those. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and we are having this Saturday our patron watch along this month with writer Rick Garman, where we're going to be, we are going to be watching. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, only $2 a month to support the patron and you can participate in any of the activities. So it's a great deal. Please check it out. We would so appreciate it. And then, we also, have, yeah. <laughs> then we also have our merch store, which has tons of fun Hallmarkies inspired artwork and design. So check that out. And thanks so much, Brittany. We so appreciate it. And we'll hopefully talk to you again soon. Of course, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye.